Let's pray. Father, we just pray that you will take your living word and by the working of your love and of your Holy Spirit, Lord, let your word have residence within us, O God. Let it be inscribed upon our hearts. Seal it within us, Holy Spirit, that it be uh, living and active within us, changing us and molding us and fashioning us. I pray, Lord, that we have ears to hear and hearts to receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Open your Bibles with me this morning to the Gospel of Matthew, chapter number 15. And we want to, I'm going to read to you from verses 21 to 28, and then we're going to preach uh, on that. Today's Mother's Day, and uh, I called it mother, a mother's cry, what we can learn from the cry of a mom. Amen. A good cry. Praise God. Amen. Bless the Lord. I encourage you to bring your Bibles to church so that you can follow along and uh, bless God. And I encourage you also to take notes. It's always blessed me. Uh, you've always heard me say that. Praise the Lord. Gospel of Matthew chapter 15, reading from verse 21. And Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman came out from that region and began to cry out, saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came to him and kept asking him, saying, Send her away, for she is shouting out after us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she said, Yes, Lord. But even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. And then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, your faith is great. Be it done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. I want to focus here on verse 22 this morning. Uh, we're going to start there. And behold, a Canaanite woman came out from that region and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. This was a heart of a mother crying out, not so much for herself. She was crying out for her daughter. And uh, Bev, I'm sorry, I was going to have you come up, but <laughs> praise the Lord, totally forgot. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. This woman was crying out for her daughter. It was a cry of intercession. And God wants us to have a heart for uh, those around our lives, especially our sons and daughters, our husbands, our wives, our people. We need to be a people who intercede. Not only for our, we pray not only for ourselves, we need, how many of you know, we need to pray for ourselves. We must pray for ourselves. But God calls us to have a heart of intercession. And the heart of intercession is a heart that is filled with love and compassion, a heart like God. This woman came and it says she cried out to the Lord. It was a deep cry that came from her heart. There was something driving her heart to cry out to Jesus. And that driving force that was making her cry out was love. She loved her daughter. She loved her daughter enough to run to Jesus and to cry out to Him. And she cried out for three things. 
First, he says, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy. How many of you know that we, that God is a God, a Lord of mercy? He's a God of mercy. How many of you know that? Mercy. God is filled with mercy. We've done things that, that God should have, by every right, if he wanted to, he could just zap us and make us dust, make us toast, make us just disappear, vaporize. But God is a God of mercy. And the Bible tells us many times, the mercy of the Lord endures forever. Thank God it doesn't endure just for a season. Or no, this is a, this is the day of mercy. And if you don't act now, God, as long as we have breath, is a day and a time of mercy to go to the Lord. The Bible tells us in the book of Hebrews, that God, the Lamb who was slain, when he, when he went into heaven, it says that He went into the tabernacle that was not made by hands, but the tabernacle that was in heaven, and He sprinkled His blood, the blood of the Lamb of God. He says His blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat. The mercy seat. You know what that means? That whoever has accepted Christ and the sacrifice He paid for you, that you believe the blood was shed for you, that blood was sprinkled on the mercy seat, which means God will forever have mercy on you when you call upon His name. When you come to Jesus, mercy is there for you. Mercy has been provided. You don't have to earn mercy. There's nothing you can do to obtain mercy other than to call upon the name of the Lord and to say, Lord, have mercy on me. This woman had a key. She knew. She was a Gentile woman. She was not a, she was not found in the, in the temple every day. She was a Gentile, a Canaanite. And she was not a worshiper of, of the Lord. But she knew that, Lord, I need your mercy. And once we understand that every one of us, without the mercy of the Lord, where would we be? Without his grace and mercy, where would we be? We wouldn't be able to access him. We wouldn't be able to go into his presence. But the Lord, this woman said, Lord, have mercy on me. So she understood that that she wanted the Lord to have mercy on her so that she knew that if he had mercy, he would hear me. That without mercy, how could the Lord hear your cry? But when we say, Lord, have mercy on me, forgive me, I thank you. And then we know that his ears are open. You know, a sinner cannot go to God without repentance and demand things of him. God will not hear someone who refuses to acknowledge that they need his mercy and grace. You can't arrogantly walk up to the Lord and say, I want you to do this for me, but I don't deserve, I don't want your mercy or grace. How many of you know God will not answer that prayer? You can cry to God all you want, but until you say, Lord, have mercy on me, forgive me, have grace. I want your grace to be upon my life. Forgive me, have mercy. When you cry out for mercy, that opens the door. What have I said many Sunday after Sunday? Repentance is a doorway to blessing. This woman cried out for mercy for the Lord. She said, Lord, have mercy on me. And then she goes on to say, she says, Lord, have mercy on me. O Lord, son of David. Why did she call him son of David? She was a Canaanite. The son of David was a term for the, for the Jewish people to understand that the son of David, when they called him the son of David, they were thinking earthly, that he was going to rule and reign on the earth, that his power and glory would be manifest on the earth. 
Now Jesus is the son of David, and he will manifest his glory and presence on the earth. But no, his power is not just subject to the earth. He is the, he is a Messiah. He is the king. He is the savior. He is the Lord. He is greater. His kingdom is greater than the earthly kingdom. And so son of David could have been a, for her kind of like a political term where she knew that he had power on the earth. But we've got to understand that we can't approach Jesus just because he's got power, just because he's working miracles. And how many of you know many people, even in the tabernacle, when the tabernacle was going, it says there was a multitude that followed him, but they were following the power of God, not the purity of God. They wanted to see the miracles of God, but they didn't want the presence and the power of God to change their lives, to make them pure. And so people were following Jesus to, uh, to, to just tap into his power. Oh, I want, I want, I want a miracle. I want this. And yeah, we seek miracles. We believe in miracles. But Jesus is not just a vending machine where you can just go and say, I, I want I want a healing. I want this. I want that. We Jesus wants us to go to him and believe him for great things. But we cannot treat him as just the son of David. We just can't see him as a power miracle vending machine. You know, put your put your whatever in and and say, give me. And so this woman was crying out, and she called out, Son of David. Now, she didn't mean it in a bad way. This was according to her understanding. But see, one thing happens. When you have a desire to know Jesus, God will reveal him to you in the, in the depths of your spirit. God will open your eyes. This woman had a, a, a deep cry. She loved her daughter. And she says, I know someone who can heal, who can change my daughter, who can deliver her, who can set her free. And I love her so much, I cannot allow to see her. I can't bear to see her suffering. How many of you see the people around your life suffering, in pain, whatever? And we've got to intercede. We've got to cry out to Jesus for them. She cried out for her daughter. See, and no matter who you are, this woman was a, a Canaanite woman. She wasn't one of the one of the uh, uh, of Israel. She was a Canaanite, and who, no matter who you are, it, God is not a respecter of persons. No matter who you are, if you call upon the name of the Lord, He will hear you and come to you. And she approached the right person. She knew who to go to in her time of need. She knew that there's only one person I need to go to, and that's Jesus. He's got the answer. He's got the power. He's got the ability. Do you know that Jesus has the power to change your situation and the circumstances? Do you know Jesus has the power to set your your relatives and your family free? Do you know that Jesus has the power to save those that you intercede for and cry out? The Bible says God looks for someone to stand in the gap. Who are we standing in the gap for? Have we been praying for anyone this week? Don't raise your hand, don't answer. But who have you been interceding for? Who have you been putting on, put on a piece of paper the names of of your loved ones and someone that you want to cry out to God for and believe God for their salvation and for their healing and for their deliverance? We've got to have a name, at least one name that we're crying out for. I'm crying out for my brother in Jesus' name. But we've got to have somebody that we're crying out for. We can't be just crying out for ourselves. We've got to look beyond ourselves and cry out for someone else. 
Hallelujah. And she approached the right person. She did. She could have went to his disciples and she could have said, listen, my daughter has a need. Can you go to the master and pray for her? Tell him that she didn't go to anybody else. His disciples were there. She didn't go to Matthew, Mark or Luke or John or Peter or anybody. She went to Jesus. She said, excuse me, guys, step aside. I need to get to Jesus himself. And this is what Jesus, the word of God teaches us. We've got to go directly to Jesus. He is the Savior. He is the Redeemer. He is the Deliverer. He's the one that hears your cry. He's the one that gave His life for you. He's the one whose blood was shed. He's the one whose body was broken. He's the one who walked out of that grave on the third day and went up to heaven and sprinkled His blood on the mercy seat. He's the one that says, I stand and pray and intercede for you every day that you live. He's the one that says, ask the Father in my name. Ask the Father in my name and I will give it to you. He's the one that you need to go to. Jesus, nobody else, just Jesus is the focus. This Canaanite woman knew that. There were all his disciples. She could have went to them and said, I'm not worthy. Talk to him for me. Well, you got to see yourself that Jesus paid a price for you. And he's expecting you, you, you to go to him. And she went to him. You know, Matthew 21, 22 says, All things whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believe and you shall receive. We've got to have the attitude of this, of this uh, Canaanite woman. She believed that if I go and ask Jesus, he's going to do it. He can do it. She believed. She had faith. She wouldn't have cried out to him. She wouldn't have pushed the, move the disciples aside so she can get to him. What do you think the disciples, how do you think they felt when they saw a Canaanite woman wanting to go to Jesus? They didn't like that. They didn't. John 14, 13, 14 says, And whatever ye ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Do you believe that? Those are the words of Christ. Do you believe it? Jesus said, whatever you ask. He didn't just say if it's reasonable, if it's, uh, if it's, uh, you know, uh, I, here's a list of the ones I can answer and here's a list of the ones I can't answer. So, you know, get the manual and pick the ones that I can't answer. Don't, don't pray on this side because these, I, these are impossible. The Bible says nothing is impossible for God. And Jesus himself says, whatever your need is, believe, ask the Father in my name and he says, I will do it. Now, either Jesus is not telling the truth or we've got to believe him and say, Lord, whatever my prayer is, if it lines up with your word, you know, I can believe it. And I'll pray and I'll stand in faith, believing that I'll see an answer to your prayer. The Bible in Isaiah says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. How many of you know the Lord can't be any nearer to you than he is right now? If you're born again, he's inside of you. He's in your heart. And God wants your heart to communicate with him. He wants you to cry from your heart to him. Lord, I know you hear me. You are closer than a brother. You are You are part of me. You are me. In you do I live and move and breathe. you got to know Christ in you wants to hear the cry of your heart. Psalm 61.2 says, From the end of the earth will I cry unto you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. When your heart is overwhelmed, when you are burdened, when you are, 
Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Who is the rock that is higher than I? Jesus. This woman, her heart was overwhelmed because her daughter was suffering. And she said, I gotta go to the rock that is higher than I. I gotta go to Jesus. And she had belief. She believed. She believed. Are you going to the rock that is higher than you? Do you understand that as much as she loved her daughter, she was helpless to help her daughter. But she knew someone who was able to deliver her daughter. To do what she could not do. What she desired to do in her heart, but she was totally unable to deliver her daughter. But she said, Jesus, you're the rock that is higher than I, and I know you will hear me and deliver my daughter. We've got to come to Jesus praying with that kind of 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 faith and belief that, Lord, I know you will do it. Hallelujah. She was interceding and she was persistent. She had a cry that would not quit. She could not be, she was undiscourageable. She could not be discouraged. What was it when she went to Jesus and cried out to them? The Bible says Jesus was silent. At first, she could have easily at that point felt unworthy, felt he doesn't care about me. He doesn't want to hear me. He's not responding to my cry. She could have easily have those emotions. How many times are you praying and you feel that Jesus is not hearing you? Or Jesus doesn't care about you? Jesus hears every cry. Jesus cares about you more than you could ever think, than than more than you could ever know. And his silence, sometimes we cry and we cry and there's silence maybe what we think is silence. This woman had a choice. She could have said, well, I tried. I prayed, I tried, I cried. And now I'm going home. It's It's all over. Did she do that? This woman said, oh, no. Uh Uh-uh. I don't hear anything. But he's there. I know he's there. I know he has the power. I know he is able. I know that he is able. And this woman did not let silence discourage her or drive her away. She kept on crying. She kept on talking to Jesus. And then there was the objection of his wonderful, loving disciples. Lord, send her away. She's a Canaanite woman. She doesn't belong in your presence. Send her away. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful disciples. Jesus was trying to communicate to his disciples that the kingdom of God is about love, compassion, mercy, forgiveness to all people, not just to the Jews. And so his disciples were saying to them, this, this, this woman's making a disturbance here. Come on, tell her to leave, Jesus. You know, let's, let's get back to our little fellowship here. But did Jesus send the woman away? He didn't send her away. He didn't respond to her. He wanted to see what she was going to do. And she stood there. And although she knew the disciples weren't looking, you can tell when somebody doesn't want you around, right? Come on, we're, you know, you can tell when somebody is saying, you know, why don't you just, uh, you know, go home, you know, you know, you get a phone call yet. You know, you can tell when someone doesn't want you around. You think this woman didn't know that those disciples were looking at her like, hey, there's a Canaanite woman. What is she doing here? Come on, send her away, Jesus. That's not Jesus' heart. 
That was, it wasn't even a thought in Jesus' mind. Jesus said, all who come to me. Jesus said, all who come to me. All. Not some, not 99.9. He said, all who come to me, I will in no wise cast out. He wasn't about to cast this woman out. He wasn't, no, it wasn't even a thought in God's heart or mind, but it was a thought of the disciples. And we've got to understand, when we see someone crying out to God and praying to God, we've got to just believe God with them. We can't tell them to stop, quiet down, you know, don't pray so much, you know, God heard you. We've got to, we've got to understand that we are all needy people. We are all in need of the Lord to answer our prayers. And God wants us to stand with one another. If any two or three agree on anything, it will be done. God is always teaching us to come together to individually, yes, pray and believe God, absolutely. But God wants us to come together as a body of Christ. That's why we come on a Wednesday night as a church to come together to pray for all kinds of needs. And God wants us to join together and to know that we we need to exhort one another to pray and believe God. Believe His Word. Believe Jesus. Believe on Him. And so the, the, the disciples, they needed to learn some lessons there too. That God was not a respecter of persons. And so Jesus says, He says, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Wow. But what He was saying was true. The Bible says He was sent to His own. His own received Him not. But he knew that his mission was going to be worldwide. It was for every man, for all who believed. And so he was stating fact. He wasn't, he wasn't rejecting her. He was stating a fact that I've come for the house of Israel. Again, another opportunity for this woman to say, well, you came for Israel. I'm a Canaanite. Time for me to go. She could have walked away. But this mother, Loved her daughter so much. And she believed. You came for the house of Israel, but you're here. I'm here. My daughter's hurting. I'm not leaving. Mama wasn't going anywhere. Mama was going to stay and persist. You came for the house of Israel, but I'm still going to believe you. I'm still going to persist. I'm still going to pray. I'm still going to believe God. You see, she might have been worshiping other gods, being a Canaanite, but she heard that Jesus was a son of David, meaning she heard Jesus had a, a power that was uh, beyond the norm. He had something supernatural that came from God. So she knew that he was not an ordinary man. That That's why she called him son of David. And when he said he came to the house of Israel, she said, okay, you came to Israel, and, but I know you've got the power, and so there's something greater then you're not just a man. You're not just the son of David. You've got to be more than a man, as she's probably saying in her heart. And God, when people are seeking the Lord, God reveals things to them. And so she, she was there. She continued, she continued to seek to press into the Lord. How many of you know the Lord wants us to press into Him? Bible says in Matthew, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Everyone, everyone that asketh receiveth. And he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh it opens. Over and again in scripture it tells you that people who are persistent in believing God and seeking God will, will get what, what they're seeking for. If it's good and righteous. 
If you're seeking for your neighbor to go to hell, God is not going to hear and answer that prayer. But if you're seeking for someone to be saved, for someone to be delivered, God will hear that prayer and move on it. And we've got to be persistent in it. And the Lord, and, and over and over again in the Psalms, it says, Seek me with all your heart. Search for me with all your heart. And that's what this woman was doing. She wasn't seeking the Lord. She wasn't crying out to the Lord with 90% of her heart, with 80% of her heart. She was crying out to the Lord with everything that was in her. Her whole heart was in love with her daughter. Her whole heart was saying, Lord, I'm standing here. Have mercy on me. My daughter needs your help, your deliverance. And I know you can do it. And it says that the woman began to worship him. You don't worship a man. She started to begin to understand that he's more than a man. And the Bible says she worshipped him. She no longer wanted just to draw power from him, but she began to worship him. You see, God, God has drawn every one of us. And he's drawn us to Jesus, not just to draw power from him, We do draw power. We can draw power. But God has brought us to Jesus so that we can worship Father God for the wonders of His salvation. Worship is the key. Worshiping the Lord Jesus, when you begin to become a worshiper of the Lord, not just a praiser, when you become a worshiper of the Lord, Praise takes you into a deeper place, into a place of seeing Jesus and saying, Lord, you are my Lord, my God, my Savior. You have given everything for me. In you is all power, but I worship you for who you are. When you become a worshiper, a true worshiper, Jesus says to the woman at the well, those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. This woman gone from calling him the son of David to worshiping him. And Jesus says, the Bible says that worshipers, true worshipers, are what the Father seeks. Who God looks for, a true worshiper. When she became a worshiper of the Lord, everything changed. Everything began to open. This woman came to Jesus and humbled herself. She was a Canaanite woman. But she humbled herself before him and said, Lord, have mercy on me. Lord, I see that you're greater than a man. You're more than a man. The power and authority you have comes from God. You are not of this earth, but you are of a different, you are of, she began to worship him. Whoever therefore shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. The Bible in James says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. This woman cried out to the Lord, humbled herself before Him, began to worship Him. She gave herself in total surrender to the Lord Jesus Christ, and she gave herself over to Him, and she cried out. She continued to cry out for her daughter. This woman had faith. She became, she not only became a follower of Jesus, but she became, she wound up, not just following Jesus, but she wound up on her knees worshiping Him crying out to him and worshiping him. And as she did that, there's lessons that would we need to learn from her. Her belief was there that she would not quit. 
no matter what came against her. The silence, the opposition, all these things that could have easily made her stop seeking Christ Jesus for the answer. She could have easily went her way and said, He doesn't care. God, you're on your own. we got to do what we can. And so many people try, they think, they, 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 they cry out and they, they don't see an answer right away and they say, it doesn't work, give up. Jesus says, come to me, pray, seek my face, and I will answer. Her faith was not just in Jesus' power, but she was, her faith was in Jesus and who he was. That, that's why Jesus says it all things. Again, whatsoever ye ask in prayer, believing, and ye shall receive. Jesus in he well in Hebrews the word of God says, Without faith it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he was a rewarder of those who diligently, persistently seek him. This woman had a cry. This mother had a cry in her heart for her daughter. And she was not going to be discouraged. She was not going to leave until she got a response and an answer from Jesus. That's how we are to be. We've got to stay and pray and believe God and say, Lord, I'm like Jacob. I'm not leaving until you bless me. Jacob wrestled with God, it says, and he said, Lord, I'm not leaving. I'm not quitting until you bless me. This woman cried out for her daughter. I don't care what anybody says or what's going on. I don't care if I don't hear anything right now. I am not leaving. I am going to worship you and bless you and humble myself for you. But I know you will answer me. I know you're going to hear my cry. I know you're able to do more than I could ask or imagine. She had a desperate cry because she had a desperate need. She was persistent and did not quit. She didn't give up. She had a spirit that began to worship Jesus. When things are going tough in your life, when you need some things, even when things are going well, we've got to be worshipers of Jesus in the good times, worshipers of Jesus in the bad times, worshipers of Jesus every from, from good to bad and everything in between. Our life has to be a worship. But when the Bible says, come boldly before the throne of grace in your time of need, that you might find mercy and grace and help in your time of need. This woman knew it. This was her time of need, and she knew, I'm going to go to Jesus. She was bold. This mama was bold. This mother was bold. Out of my way, disciples. I need Jesus. Are you saying I need Jesus? I don't care who, nobody's going to stop me from going to Jesus. I need Jesus. You need Jesus. We all need Jesus. And it can't look at the people around our lives telling us, do this and do that, do this. and No, I just need to go to Jesus and say, Lord, here's my heart. I'm crying out to you. This is my need and I'm believing you. I don't care what anybody else believes. I'm believing you for an answer. People can tell me God is not going to hear you. God is not going to answer. Oh, you just got to live with it. No, you say what you want, but I'm believing Jesus for a miracle. I'm believing Jesus for something that, 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 that that's beyond me. I'm going to the rock that is higher than I. His name is Jesus. And Jesus will hear me and deliver me. And she did it with a spirit. She did it with boldness, but yet with humility and surrender and worshiping God. And she had faith. That was called faith. 
Faith is when nothing is going to stop you. Faith is when you know that Jesus has the answer. Faith is knowing that Jesus will hear you, but more than hear you. Faith is believing He will do it. This woman didn't go saying, well, if you can, maybe, perhaps, you know, maybe just deliver her a little bit. No, this woman says, I'm believing you for total deliverance of my daughter. I love her. You see, when your heart is in passion for someone, you'll cry out and you'll be persistent. That's how the Lord wants us to be. Look for your loved ones. Intercede for your loved ones, for your sons and your daughters, your husbands and your wives, whoever it is in your family, whoever it is who are your friends. Intercede. Make a list. Intercede and cry out and don't stop. Don't just cry out on Monday and forget about them until you think about them again. Put Make a list. Put one or two names. Even if you put one or two names down and you say, Lord, I am going to cry out for these people. I'm going to believe you for their salvation. I'm going to believe you for their healing. And I'm not going to stop crying out, Lord, until we see the answer. You know, we need to cry out and believe God by faith. But the Bible shows us over and again that those who persisted in their crying out to the Lord, the Lord responded. And what did Jesus say to this woman? His disciples would have drove her away. His disciples would have said, woman, go home. You're a Canaanite. The Lord's got more important business. How many of you know some people think the Lord, uh, you're too unimportant, unimportant for the Lord? I've heard people say, yeah, the Lord's got, he's got more bigger things to do than to worry about me. That's not the Jesus of the Bible. That's not the God of the Bible. The Bible cares about every individual. No matter who you are, God counts you as his son and his daughter. The Bible says you are precious in my sight. I, he, Jesus, died for you. That's how valuable you are. That's how precious you are. And if anyone tells you that you're not worthy, if the devil tries to lie to you, you tell him, devil, you're a liar. My Jesus died for me. He went on the cross for me. And he rose and he intercedes for me. He, Jesus is praying for me. Do you know Jesus is praying for you in heaven? You think you're not worthy? That's a lie from the pit of hell that you're not worthy. God says you are worthy. God does hear your cry. Pray, great is thy faith. Look what, look what Jesus says to this Canaanite woman. And he says it in the, with his disciples listening around him and all the others saying, alright Jesus, now give her what for. But Jesus turns to this woman and he answered and said to her, woman, oh woman, Oh, woman. Oh, woman. Words of love. Oh, woman. Great. Your faith is great. Your faith is great. Jesus wants us to believe Him for things that are beyond us. Jesus wants us to go from faith to faith. Jesus wants our faith to become great. And this woman, her faith became great because she dared to believe Him. She dared to persist. She dared to let nothing discourage her or, or make her disbelieve. And He says, Great is thy faith. Be it done for you as you wish, as you desire. As you're crying out in your heart, so it's going to be done for you. The Bible says she went home. And then when you read it in Mark, it says she went home and her daughter was healed that very hour. God delivered her that very hour. The daughter didn't have a clue what was going on. But she knew one thing. Someone touched her. Someone healed her. The love of God from heaven came upon her. 
and made her every whit whole. Why? Because somewhere that mother's love was crying out to Jesus for her. And even though the daughter wasn't there, the love of God from this mother's cry, from her cry of her heart to the ears of Jesus, came down upon this daughter. And the Bible says the daughter became whole. Wow. This daughter didn't know what happened, but she just knows he touched me. Oh, he touched me. Oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened. I can't sing. Something happened. And now I know he touched me and made me whole. You think when that mother got home, her daughter was saying, Ma, I'm healed. I'm delivered. I'm set free. And you think the mother says, Glory to God. Glory to Jesus. Jesus is Savior and Lord. He set you free. What do you think happened when the mother got home and the daughter got there to greet her? You think she was telling her about Jesus? You think she was telling her about the wondrous love of God? Hallelujah. How many of you here can say, He touched me? How many of you know somebody was praying for you? How many of you know somebody was crying out for you for before the throne of God? And we got to thank God. Sometimes we might never know who it was that was crying out for us. Sometimes we do know who's crying out for us. But now it's our turn to cry out for someone with a heart filled of compassion and love. Lord, I thank you for touching my life. I know you're going to grow me and build me and wax me strong. But now I've got to find someone to cry out for. I need a heart of compassion and love and mercy. Amen? Find someone to cry out for. Cry out for your son. Cry out for your daughter. Cry out for your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, your brother. Whoever it is, cry out for them. Find someone and don't give up. Don't give up until you see the wonder of salvation. Until you see what it is you're crying out for for them. Amen. We can learn from a mother's cry this morning. Amen. That daughter had a good mother, didn't she? But we have a wonderful Savior who hears the cry of the mother, of the father, of the son, of the daughter. The Lord hears the cry of whosoever will dare to come and believe him and say, Jesus, you're the rock that's higher than I. I believe you. I trust you. Stand with me this morning.